0: The Fed is on the move to contain stubborn inflation and volatility has been rampant. Where can investors hide? Here's what matters. Live from New York City, I'm Lauren Goodwin, and this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we bring you the best insights from across the New York Life Investments platform because we believe that by sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome everybody. It's the week of June 20th, 2022. And first off, happy Juneteenth. And this week on the podcast and for the next few weeks, we're going to do something a little different than normal. Why? Because the markets are acting a little different than normal. And given the market tumult we've seen in response to changes in inflation and Fed policy expectations, we're going to go back to the drawing board and ask some of our best minds from the New York Life Investments platform what to make of the situation. So what's been happening? Well, just over a week ago, May's inflation report came out, which we talked about last week, and yields and equities reacted strongly to the idea that with more stubborn inflation, the Fed will have to get much more aggressive in hiking interest rates this year. Took two days for the Fed and markets to adjust from a 50 basis point expectation to a 75 basis point expectation, and that's what was delivered last week. So it's a lot of change happening very quickly. The Fed is very much on the move. And so, again, for today and the next few episodes, we'll be hosting and highlighting truly excellent perspectives across fixed income, hearing what our managers are doing about this environment. So today, we're kicking things off with Nate Hudson, who's a portfolio manager of high yield strategies at Mackay Shields, and truly an insightful thinker in the macroeconomic environment. Nate, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Good afternoon, Laura
0: Well, I cued us up on the macroeconomic topic, so maybe let's start there. Interest rate expectations matter a lot for fixed income valuations in general and for high yield valuations in particular. So given the big move we've seen in interest rates this year, can you just give us a sense of where the high yield market stands today compared to perhaps January 1st?
1: There's been a dramatic move in the high yield market, just as we've seen in in just about every other market. The yield on the high yield index is currently at eight and a half percent, and that's nearly double the 434 where it began the year. The biggest driver of that, as you might imagine, is treasuries. The five-year treasury has risen from 126 to 340, so over 200 basis points. But we've also seen a meaningful widening of high-yield spreads. They began the year at a a historically tight level of um, just over 300 basis points over. And they've, they've widened to nearly 500 basis points over Treasury. So between the two, you know, yields have moved up to eight and a half percent. The price of the high yield index has declined about 17 points beginning the year to 103 and is currently 87 cents on the dollar. So the, the entry point for, for investors is a, a, a nice discount to par.
0: Well, what I'm hearing there with spreads widening and prices dropping is that there's been selling pressure, and that's true across fixed income asset classes as interest rate volatility persists and concerns about recession are on the rise. How do you assess how the high yield market has handled all that? And are there any behind the scenes or beyond the treasury market implications you can see there, anything going on in liquidity, just as an example?
1: price moves in the market have been significant, but the market has remained orderly. There have been meaningful price moves of multiple points in a given day, but the market has traded and there's been consistent bids and offers. As you might expect in this environment, new issuance has slowed dramatically. So that's taken a lot of the supply pressure off the market. And on the other side, there's been numerous significant tender offers for bonds, which have taken supply out of the market and as well there've been upgrades of large credits which have migrated significant amounts of bond into the investment grade index
0: well it speaks as well to some of what we're hearing from a macroeconomic perspective with just you know default rates relatively low excesses in the corporate sector relatively low as well, that that there is some some resilience in this asset class. I do have to point out though that at least from a high level perspective, it looks as though the higher rated or better credit range of the high yield asset class has held together, frankly, quite well. But Spreads on the lower rated or higher risk credits, the triple C's, as an example, have seen spreads widen and prices fall more on a relative basis. Is, is there anything going on there? Or would you expect that to continue?
1: That's absolutely been the case. The spreads on the lower rated portions of the high yield index have widened more. And just just to to be specific, the high yield index has widened one hundred and seventy two basis points year to-date. Double B's subcomponent of that have widened about one hundred and twenty five. Single B's about 171, but triple C's have widened nearly 400 basis points. So that has, has absolutely been the case. One, one thing I'd emphasize though is triple C's only represent about 12% of the high yield market. So that has been an underperforming part of the market, but it's a relatively small portion of the, the high yield index. Just
0: one more question on pricing then, because I think this this story about credit quality and really the health of the corporate environment in general is really important because. It seems as though you know prices have gapped down a bit, wider spreads than at the beginning of the year. But in general, these spreads are not historically super wide. You know, We have better fundamentals in the high yield market, it appears. Is, is that true? Is that the case? Or how would you assess the overall credit quality of, of the high yield market?
1: You're right. 500 basis points over treasuries is the long-term average for, for the high yield index. And that's, that's right where we are. So that you know, may not reflect a very negative economic environment. But I think the couple things to keep in mind is, number one, the quality of the issuance that has come to market over the last few years has been historically strong with over half of new issuance being double B credits. And as I mentioned, only 12 percent of the market is triple C credits. And I think one of the reasons for that is some of the more aggressive issuance that might have come to the, the high yield market in previous cycles Migrated to the private credit market, or to some extent, the leveraged loan market, where they were more accepting of this aggressive issuance.
0: That's really, really an interesting perspective and an interesting story. i want to I want to think about, you know, one more element of the portfolios that you manage, which has to do with duration. I know that Mikai Shields manages both long and short duration portfolios in the high yield asset class. How are you thinking about duration? Any key points there you think would be interesting?
1: It just as a rule, we we make a point not to bet on interest rates within the portfolio. But it just to, to note, high yield is a short duration asset class. The the duration of the high yield index is only 4.4 years. So it's you know relative to the investment grade index or to longer dated treasuries, it's just there's a lot less embedded interest rate risk. Our funds are typically about half a year less than that index, so about four years. And our short duration funds are even half of that at less than two years. So that that is naturally going to temper the, the downside from any further treasury moves.
0: Well, that takes us to our portfolio pause, a segment of the program where we share an investment idea. And Nate, I hate to take the, the good news right out of your mouth, but it sounds like in this environment with pretty strong credit fundamentals, not a lot of excesses in the high yield space, but a potential price opportunity here sounds pretty good. Is, is there anything particularly high conviction from your side of things, whether it's high conviction, overweight or underweights, um, anything else you'd like to share?
1: Our portfolio is highly diversified with over 250 issuers. Currently, we're overweight the energy sector, which has been a big beneficiary for the portfolio because that has been the strongest performing sector in the market. And we're also overweight basic materials. We're currently underweight telecom industrials and financials. And we typically run about half of the market weight on triple Cs. That's about where we are and we don't have any current intention of increasing that in the current environment.
0: Well, one of the things that we speak about so much here at New York Life Investments is that regardless of the macroeconomic environment and excellent eye to credit quality, just consistent and measured analysis of companies in this environment is one of the most important value adds that a manager can bring. So Nate, thank you so much for joining us today to share some of the insight you see on the ground. Thank you. That's it for today. We'll be back next week for more Market Matters. In the meantime, please remember to give us a like, follow, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a question or topic of interest, maybe a portfolio manager you want to hear from, reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views at newyorklifeinvestments.com and click the insights tab. Until then, I'm Lauren Goodwin. See you next time. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamots and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I will now read our disclosures from compliance past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as at a specific date, is subject to change, and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding any fund or any issue or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. Not all products and services provided by Mackay Shields may be av- available to all investors, limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. Nothing stated herein should be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Any opinions expressed are the views and opinions of certain investment professionals at Mackay Shields and which are subject to change without notice. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without express written permission of Mackay Shields. Mackay Shields LLC is an affiliate of New York Life Investments. New York Life Investments is both a service market and and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Securities are distributed by Nylife Distributors, LLC, 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302, a wholly owned subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company. Nylife Distributors, LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.